Grand Rising. Welcome to, I think it's the 13th show of the Coffee Diaries. It's been a pleasure, Ade. How's your life? Good. A little tired this morning. But that's to be expected after reading uh, War and Peace and whatever uh, <laughs> <laughs> masterpiece you have in your room. Yeah. And he's an avid reader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got through a few pages. <laughs> Grand Rising, Eleonora. So good to have you here today. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited. I'm really, really happy to be here and to have this chat with you. Yeah. Grand Rising, Eleonora. Rising, run. Yeah, it's been a while, Eleonora. I think we spoke about this maybe a month ago, two months ago. So we had to work out times, you know, between New York, Italy, here to see uh, how we how we were going to do it. But today, finally, it's worked out. So thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, what a pleasure. It's nice. It's really, really nice to be part of this. And what's great for today, this is the first time that we're having um, people on the show while we're speaking. Ade, how did that work out? It's working out pretty good. So we have an audience, live audience on Facebook and on Zoom. Um, you know, so everyone on Zoom is keeping their camera and uh, mics off. And, and uh, so far it's working. And, and this... Is really good because they can ask questions in the chat as well. So it's another way for people to join. And I must uh, thank Elinora for one thing. Behind me, I have uh, I put a plant and and some dressing <laughs> because I was told that my background was looking a bit plain. <laughs> So I would up. Ade always has his like he's got a little Buddha or a plant. And I was, and today he's got his Buddha today. I thought I'd have something. Normally yeah. I have the bare walls. Yeah, this was a last minute decision. <laughs> so oh we, let's let people know. Uh Ron, by the way, that's a I really like your shirt. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh sorry, yes. Ade, it's like, oh, I like your shirt, Ade. Where did you get it from? It's such a cool shirt. And what does it say? It's uh, the, I don't know if it's flipped on, on the, the screen, but it's the oh, Coffee Diaries shirt that we're wearing. The Coffee Diaries shirt. Yeah. Oh. So, so these are, can, can you tell us what the, um, the logo um like what the symbolism is there okay so we have the uh, hands outside the joining together of all of us and then we have in the middle an idea and a concept that Addy and i have been speaking about a lot which is the, the box and it's about stepping out of the box maybe looking at things in a new way from a different perspective and the, one of the ideas of the show was that we were trying to speak to people, look at our own ideas and our own beliefs and see what comes up. And I, the idea behind it is looking at the box and see if we can see things in a fresh and new way. Hmm. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the ease, the backwards ease. Oh, 
Can so you there's, uh, there's, remind there's, us? Uh, yeah. There's three E's that are oh that are uh, flipped. There's yes. two other ones. So that's three, three, three. Oh, yes. Yeah, so this comes down to uh, Nikolai Tesla saying, if you understand the mysteries of three, six, and nine, you understand the mysteries of the universe. Yeah. And uh, Addy and I are exploring this deep. We're going deep into the mysteries of quantum physics, trying to understand the nature of reality. And uh, we're just beginning. Yeah, yeah. And these will be going on sale soon for at a discount price. I'm a discounted already, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you always you always start with a discount. I mean, it'll really will be the normal price, but you just tell them it's it's the discount price. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you would like to, I mean, so they're going to be going on sale at a somewhere, maybe not near you, but um, somewhere somewhere close so if you would like to um get one of these t-shirts designed by ade um please let him know and um we will see yeah. what we can do so let's get right into the uh <laughs> eleonora story which i'm eager to to hear um eleonora tell us a little bit about yourself um you know, a little bit about your, your, your background and what you do. Okay. Okay. Um, well, um, I would like to start from my birth, actually, because I think that's where it starts for everybody. But um, I think for me, it was a, a great message at my birth. And only, only recently, I started to put everything together. So um, if I look back in my life, there has been times where I, in the past, not now, I've been been a little bit wondering, you know, there's been always so much suffering, there is always so much going on. And sometimes I, you know, I've, I've been really thinking like, there must be a reason for it. So to, to go back to what I was saying, so basically at the moment I was coming into this life, um, there was a great trauma for me uh, because the doctor um, pulled me um, from my arm out of all my mums. And um, by doing that, it really damaged my whole left arm. And... Um, <clears throat> I wasn't the only one at that time. There was a doctor that it was sure lazy. It was it was actually after it was actually um, radiated from the you know from from being a doctor because it did this. I come from a very small village in Italy, and it did this for five five little babies. And uh, what happened on that time was um, that. Um, the option the doctor were giving to my parents and these other parents or these other five kids was to to have an operation and trying to save some of the ligaments some of the muscles of the arm because otherwise there would be you know that the impact for a baby pulling by arm it would be so strong that there would be no way that this there would be any any normal functioning of the arm and um so back then the other five parents decided to go for surgery my mom decided not to go for surgery 
uh, obviously she was a very intuitive person herself. And she took me to this, um, there was this blind man in the village, you know, this old um you know, it was wise people and uh, they were using natural remedy. And this man was completely blind, but he had a gift of fixing people, let's say. He would do massage, he would just do anything to to help people who had some sort of physical problem, problems. And um, basically, that the arm that you see now I'm, I'm i'm able to move it it's a miracle um, i'm able to move it there are things that i cannot do i cannot do lift it up or certain yoga movements but mm. you know and it's all thanks to my mom's decision and it's all thanks but to this man but basically that came with a lot of pain for me because i had to go every single day of my life until i was 14 until the time i developed and as a woman and the pain, it was atrocious. I was screaming, I was crying because it would just do, in, I don't know, crazy stuff, right? But so that was already a message for me. Okay, coming to this light, very difficult. Also with that, it came lots of difficult times, of course, you know, at school, because, you know, before my arm um, would look the way it looks now, I was always with a pin I had it to attached to my clothes because I could not really move it. I had no mm. complete control of it. And I have to say that um, the other the other girls, they were all girls, they actually are still in that way because the operation wasn't successful for none of them. So they are not able to use the arm. <coughs> so that's also something that it came immediately, a huge pain, but a huge blessing, a huge blessing for me. And... Um, so, you know, at the time I did not understand and I was much, you know, at school always feeling different because I couldn't do some sports, I couldn't do lots of things, there was some bullying, but, you know, all that was, um, obviously that was not part of my my teaching. And uh, on top of that, you know, growing up for me was quite hard because I, I am the last of, we are three sisters, but my sisters are much older than me, nine and 11 years old. So I was by myself a lot because they were a teenager, of course, and they wanted to do their own thing. And they didn't want me to, <laughs> to stop with our, you know, teenager stuff. And yeah. um, my mom was working full time. She had a business at home, but and she had people working for her, so she was always working. We had a huge house. My dad was a very well-known photographer, and he was always away. And so I spent lots of time alone, and uh, as, as described from my sister, I was a very, very dark, very dark girl since I was little. But I, I don't know, I just didn't feel like going out, and I didn't have many friends. I had few, but, um, but also there was lots of growing up growing up because um we had a very uh, i'm not going to specific but we had a very very um tough dad and we all were absolutely terrified from him to the point that we would hear the car coming from the street we were all really like tensing up and worried and scared because let's say that uh, yeah it was um it was very tough on us and we had lots and lots of punishments and lots of things so you know growing up always with that and 
And then when I was about 12, 13, um, I overheard my parents talking that my mom had cancer, had breast cancer. And that for me was a shock, very much shock. I knew already what cancer was because in my family, everybody who has died, my grandparents, other relatives, they all died from cancer. And in fact, I only met one grandparent, one grandmother, because everybody else died before I was born from cancer. So I knew, I knew what cancer was, and always being a little girl, I associated immediately, okay, my mom's going to die. So my world collapsed, and, and I, you know, I, I was so, so upset. And, and she basically, uh, for five years, for the following five years, she kept having operations, going to see doctors mm. everywhere. And I remember experiencing this and seeing this, like, you know, every time an operation, which meant an organ removed, different therapies, different this, try absolutely everything. But I can see that that was actually not helping and she was mm-hmm. getting her and the last uh, nearly two years of her life, she was in bed, she couldn't even breathe by herself. She had to have dialysis. She, I mean, it was really, I say atrocious to experience that, but I- How old I, were you at the time? Uh, when she got sick, I was 12. So for the okay. next years, what I did in my life was to be on my mom's side. And I had this something inside of me back then that, I put in my head that I had the power to heal my mom. Yeah. Somehow, I was sitting next to her. I had this inside of me. I had this feeling, and I could feel something in my hands, and I would naturally take her hand, and I would just give my energy. I didn't know what I was doing back yeah. then, but I felt that I could give my healing energy to her, and so she could heal. And it was so sure of that. And And then I kind of was doing I was so excited and I remember that my world collapsed when I was telling what I was doing you know to other members of my family my sister and they were like you know laughed at me and say you're so silly I mean that's not gonna you mm. know you got to accept basically they thought I was in denial so I was like you got to accept that you are not nobody to do this you know and things like that so I kind of stopped that mm, and yeah you know, I stopped everything that it was kind of spiritual or following this something that i always had <clears throat> intuition it sounds like was like repressed yeah. at that at that moment yeah absolutely shut down and i remember i always said to myself after my mom passed i always said to myself um if i would have a cancer because also you know back then it was very different the doctors were really, um, with the research, were quite behind. So they were wanting me and my sister to do all these tests every few months because, uh, you know, they were saying it's all in your uh, genes and, you know, all the people in your family. So you got really to be checked. And I was like, I don't want to live like that. I really don't. And I said, really, really mean, meant it. If I get cancer, I would, I would not do anything. I would just let it take me because I'm not going through what my mom is being through. And um, that was it. And um, and then, you know, I found myself alone with my dad and um, um, my sister went on living away. And so I, I didn't know what to do with my life because I've been living for my mom for the, for the last five years. And I felt like I needed to do something to change 
change to bring back my my inner intuition again by my you know passion for life mm. and so um i had um, um a personal experience which was very very traumatic and um that was good though because it gave me the push and i decided to to do something extreme so i couldn't even speak english back then i left everything and i moved to london so in a cup in a month i decided to do that i sorted out my personal issue and uh, as soon as i was physically um fit i just i just moved to london and i just i just started a new life i was very young i couldn't speak english it was very hard the first month i was crying every night but mm. And then it was really, you know, that the life was hectic. The life was really, really hard because I was by myself, learning the language, earning money and studying and all that. So my life for a few years, it was it was getting, I mean, it was great because I was making friends. I was feeling myself again, you know, I was discovering who I was and in tune with myself. But I think for many years I did like sometimes three jobs as well. I was working day, working at night and studying. And so... The life. I after uh, after a while, I was diagnosed with cancer, and um, so that was it—the moment that I had been waiting for, in a way. And I have to say that when you are in this situation, everything changes hmm. because you are actually living something, and it's so different from when you think you're. You know, you do you know something, or you're gonna do something. It changes everything. <laughs> and so I, I, I changed my mind. Of course, you know, I didn't want to just uh, die because uh, I loved life, and I felt like, you know, I, I want to do so many things, and I'm young, so I, um, it was, it was very advanced, and it was a notching lymphoma, and um, because I was misdiagnosed first, so they realized that I had this when it was very advanced. So basically, you know, I did all I had to do, all the chemos, all the stuff. I followed the doctors, you know, orders. Um, and um, after a year and a half, nearly two years, I was able to come back to London because I had all this in Italy. And, and um, I started to feel great. So I went slowly back to work and, uh, you know, I didn't realize, and I went straight back to the same life as I had before. You know, I went back to the stress, to the hectic life, to rushing all the time, and uh, working, 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 to the exhaustion, and keep pushing, pushing. So, after a few years, cancer came again in a different place, right? Mm. And so this time I went back to Italy and it was very aggressive, it was in my throat and it was in my thyroid. So I had to have two very big operations. And after the second one, um, the doctor talked already about another one because it was so aggressive that these lymph nodes, they took, they took my whole thyroid and 19 lymph nodes away. And I was actually feeling had nothing left in me. It was a very weird sensation. And I had all these therapies, and I had these these therapies that uh, basically was obvious to me that the doctor didn't know what else to do because he kept coming back. So they they gave me this radiation that radiation radioactive injection, which because it was so strong, I have to be in isolation for for a month. 
first of her week in in a bunker in a hospital. Uh, what everything around me was surrounded by paper and I was infected so I couldn't see anybody, nobody could come close to me. And I remember my body was changing. Like I lost some of my nails, my face blew up so much and kind of got distorted as well. I mean, it was, hmm. and also I started to feel really like in a way like I was dying, like my body was so exhausted and and the perspective was what more operation, more of these and I, I, I was really um, dying in a way because that's how I felt. And I, by myself, I couldn't speak to anybody in this bunker. And I started to feel like I couldn't breathe. And I just, I just wanted to come out of that place. There was not even a window or anything. So I, I just saw that was a very important moment in my life because I saw myself literally splitting in two. Uh, one of me was that exhausted person and letting go and giving up. And I said, I'm just going to run towards that door and hit my head until either somebody opens or I'm just going to, you know, faint or something. Another, the other side of me felt something incredible, felt like, a, a sensation of of a divine and being lifted up and and I could see that if I would take everything from a different different perspective, I could actually take something good out of it. I could heal, and I could hmm. feel that I have to find my way to heal. I knew that was possible, but I have to find my way. So that was a message given to me: find a different way. You can do it because. You have a mission in life. So since that moment, I stopped the victim mode that I had my whole life around this, my family cancer and da-da-da. And I just felt like, that's it, I'm going to heal and I'm going to be in control of it. I'm going to do it naturally because I knew there was another way. I knew that way that I was pursuing, it wasn't the right one for me. Mm. So... So at that moment, I took a decision, no more operation, no more therapies, no more of these. And I started to read and document myself with books and anything I could find about holistic way of natural healing. And, and I had, you know, when you start opening up to these, all the synchronicity starts, yeah. right? So I had books coming, people referring me to that person. And I mean, it was incredible. So I was really like leaving for this, for this information, information, information. I think I was reading like two books a day or something like that crazy. And and since that moment, I knew that I had to change and I started to change. I started to change with my attitude, my mental attitude, and I started to change my diet completely. And um, and then I started to meet people. I started to meet people, and I let, which led me to go to to be in Bali, to go to Bali, where I had a opportunity to study this, you know, to study this with a with a person that has been doing this for thirty years, and and it was amazing because I studied raw food and uh, detoxing and holistic way of living, yoga, meditation, all this and. It was incredible for me. I, it totally changed my life to the point that I, I knew that, that that was it. It was the choice that I made and not going back to that life that I, was, I went back after the first cancer. 
that was my my decision of healing. That was the moment that changed everything for me. Yeah. Brand new days, but because back then he said to me, and I remember I got so upset with him. I went through He said when I was diagnosed the second time, and I told him I was devastated. Um. And he said to me, but this is the best thing that could have happened to you. And I, I remember I I was mad at him, mad at him. I didn't understand at that time, right? And so now I really do. And it really was because it's like I've been given another chance. That yeah. was my second warning to that what I was doing, it was not my life. It was what I was supposed to do. And so basically, yes, after Bali and after me opening up to this, it's been one thing thing after another. I can't really tell you all of them, but I've been meeting people, I've been studying all, lots of different um, things, um, all the, on the holistic. But uh, what has been, you know, really, really cool in me uh, the last year or so is uh, energy work because mm -hmm. I always felt really, really attracted to it. And it kind of took me back to the sensation that I had when I when I approached this, is the same sensation that I had as a little girl that I wanted to heal my mama. I felt that I can do it and it's, it's amazing and it works and it can make a difference for people. And so I started to, and even with these, it's been synchronicities over synchronicities. How I meet people and I always meet the right person in the right moment that allows me to study or to do this. So yes, now I've been doing this and um, it's, it's a sound healing and I'm using tuning forks. I mean, I can talk about it if you want in details. Yeah. Well, one thing is, uh, how, how did you, you, you spoke about when you first started um, trying out some of the um, healing on, on your mom uh, when she had cancer. Um, and then you told your, your sisters and, and other relatives and, you know, they kind of killed that intuition and, and you repressed that. How was that journey to sort of trust in that uh, yourself and that part? How did that, how did that come up? Oh, that's a great question. I think I'm not there 100% yet still. Mm. It took me so much work because what it happened since that moment it was a piling up, a piling up of insecurities mm. and um, not being good enough, not being good enough, and being sick all the time. And so it was all that, all that growing. And I could just, I could just, I think I kind of buried, I buried my intuition. And even when I would meet people, which I had many in my life, you know, healers, intuitive people, shamans in Bali. They all told me the same thing. They all told me, you are <coughs> a witch. You are somebody that is meant to do this work. You just have to believe because it's all there. And I remember even them telling me what I was doing in my head was like, they don't know. They see something else or they, mm. they don't know. You know, it was denial. It was like, I'm not good enough. It's not good. So it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was really hard. It was really hard because I was like I was I was going towards something that it was calling me, but then when I was really touching or close to it, yeah. I just 
But no, you know, I just froze. Froze is the word. I froze and I was like, step back. I said, no, I, I cannot do it. And this has happened a lot because even in the last five years, which is when I've been, you know, cultivating all this and starting this life mm -hmm. and learning all these skills, uh, studying as well, you know, I studied with teacher and it's not that I would just, you know, imagine things. So feeling that I had the skills when it was time for me to put myself out there. I still had that trauma. I still had that yeah. in my head. You know, I could nearly feel seeing people laughing at me in a way. Mm. And I just, I was not brave or I don't know what's the word is enough to just do it. And, um, and that's the same thing with my art. Since I was a little girl, there was something and I loved it. And then it got killed because my older sister was the artist in the family, not me. So I thought that I couldn't draw, I couldn't do things, you know. And this, unfortunately, what is the society and the system is doing to our children, to, to us. Yeah. And, that, and, um, and also the work that I do energetically is also aiming to dismantle, you know, the layers, all yeah. these that we have so it sounds like as a healer you've been on a journey um healing yourself as well and, and and it hasn't been easy there's been a lot of it sounds like a lot of you know stuff coming up from the past conditioning and everything that you that you had to work through um you know and still working through as well you hundred percent I'm doing every day and I realize like of course the more I'm aware now <clears throat> the more I realize when it's coming not all the time but most of the time I will see it immediately it's happening sometimes I will see straight after sometimes I feel it's coming and I'm able to you know stop and breathe and okay and what I learn is that for me because everything I'm saying obviously is based on my experience and, and what I've been living in me is some people tell me because I was really like this when I thought of even doing this work for people or, or doing my art and for other people I, I never thought I could actually do it I never so I could actually get the strength and, and feel good enough and not worrying about the outcome, about what people say and do it. And I what I'm learning now is that, first of all, we create all these stories in our head. And second, not to really think about it too much and not to keep waiting for the right moment because that's what, that, was my, that was my story. Oh, waiting for the right moment. Oh, mm. I just this course oh i haven't got the right tools oh i'm just gonna it was all one thing and i convinced myself that it was you know it was genuine but it wasn't it was just all excuses and trying yeah. to so what i do now and i'm trying to do now because it's not that i'm doing this all the time and it's easy people i just know that i don't even have to think about it i don't have to wait for anything in fact what i have to do is to do the opposite of what i will naturally do yeah. that's the way i found for me it works for okay yeah, yeah. I, that's a that's a great idea actually ron and i were having a discussion about that and he suggested that i go sit 
sit under the uh, kitchen table. <laughs> and, and I thought, yeah, you know, it's uh, when you just do things differently, it, it opens up. There's a certain, um, I guess, playfulness uh, uh, about it that children do quite naturally until that's kind of crushed by some of us adults. Um, but it's a way to step into the that uncertainty, you know, that that place of the unknown, you know, and, and uh, yeah. It's just incredible the outcome because also I found out, and I'm sure it's like this for everybody. Once you are actually jumping, and you see that things are starting to happen, synchronicities, and it's wonderful. And, and, and you feel incredible. You feel so alive and you feel so connected. Mm. And, and then I find myself realizing, oh, but overall, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> it's something else, it wasn't possible for me. So my, my favorite word was, I can't, impossible. I can't, impossible. Like, I was saying these words, I don't know how many times a day, and I don't even realize I was doing it, but I don't know I was because I was being told. And now, when I'm actually doing this, I love it, and it yeah. makes me incredibly superhuman as well. If you want to go there, and also, and then I sit there and I'm like, he was not that difficult at all because you, I think you're also, once you take that decision and you make the first step, there is something taking you, guiding you, right? Yeah. And, well, let me ask you this. If um, when you make that decision and you just kind of jump, would you say that um, it's more about that moment of jumping that, you know, that that sort of um, stepping into the unknown? Is it more about that or or the results, you know, like something happening uh, successful? You know, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, maybe a little bit of both, I would mm -hmm. say. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the reason but, I... Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, no, go for it. Oh, the reason I ask is because there, when you're talking about that, and, and my when I'm thinking about my experience with it, um, <clears> there's... <throat> when you step into the unknown... It feels like you're already in another world, you know, you've already expanded. And so whatever the goal is or the thing that you want or desire doesn't, for me, seem as important, you know, like it kind of it gets you to, to jump into it, but it feels like that jump in, it just creates this whole other world which is which is really really nice <laughs> yeah i totally agree with that and and in fact in fact what you said you said it perfectly because for me it's like if before before the jump i feel that bit of both even knowing what i know but like you said once you have jumped everything else it disappears it doesn't mm. really matter and i i personally feel this even now when i do my art right that i i suppress for all my life and the interesting thing was that there were only times as an adult that I drew, and every time was when I had cancer, when I was, you know, in the hospital for a long time. And, and obviously, you know, now that I look back, it's like because it was something that it was making me feel good. Yeah. It was 
away from everything else and I didn't care if it was good or not good because I was doing it for me for the feeling for mm. for feeling that I am part of something that is completely completely natural completely clean you know it's not attached to is it good or is it not good is that yeah. person not like it and for me these I have to say now, when I find myself in this situation, is the real meditation for me? Is the real meditation because I, I am really in a state of completion and peace, and I love it. And everything else, the world outside, people—they're not there. Mm. They're not there. So I, I, I love it. Yeah, and it's very healing. So. Uh... I want to get into the um, the actual healing work, uh, but before we do that, just go into our chat room on Zoom. This is new for me. I <laughs> <laughs> do have one question. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Is it uh, Jana? J-A-N-A? I'm from Prague. Okay. So this is for you, Eleonora. Uh, what are the most important experiences in your life which formed you to be who you are today? You might have covered some of that, but if there's, um, you know, any, you know, anything. Do you know what? Everything. I would okay. say everything. Everything that happens. And and I know this might sound cliche. This might sound, we heard it so many times, but it's so true. And I understand this more and more. Everything that happens so many times, I never get it in the moment. Mm. Even things like, for example, just to give you a very, very easy example, I some some dramas over Christmas. I was supposed to fly to Italy. And although I tried everything and I paid for everything and I was ready and da-da-da, I wasn't able to leave and that was like the day before departure when I was already paid for the ticket, paid for all these tests and everything. But in that moment, I was like, this is the last thing that I need because my family needs me. I need to be with my family. I'm going to be, you know, stuck here and depressed in London by myself and the last place where I want to be and, you know, always going a little bit in that. And then... I said, there's nothing good coming out of this. But in the end, there was so much greatness coming out of it. And yeah. I could not see in the moment, right? I could not see. So sometimes we leave and although we might be sure that <clears throat> something happens and it's not good, it's never like that. So I'm learning I'm, and I'm leaving this experience in myself that Every obstacles that we call obstacle is in, in instead is an opportunity. And again, is is the story that we create, is how we perceive it, is how we make action towards it. You know, we, we just really switch our perception about things. So mm. yeah, everything that's happened in my life is is been for this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, and, and so um, to get into, before we get into the healing, a little, um, I, I've done some sessions with Eleonora, um, you know, I've, I met uh, Eleonora through Ron, and I would call Ron, and <laughs> sometimes, remember I called him once, I think it was like four in the morning, Eastern time, forget what time it was in, in uh, UK, and I just 
poured out all this stuff that I was just repressing. I took that leap. And, you know, Ron, like I, he's one of those people that he will just hold the space for you without judgment. And, and uh, I felt comfortable to share all this stuff. And um, we've had a bunch of conversations, you know, and at one point he was like, I think you should, you know, maybe you should think about getting some healing work with Eleonora. She's quite good. And, uh, you know, so I had, um, I had like three sessions, three or four, I forget. But uh, yeah, it was really, really, really helpful. Um, I really love the way that Eleonora talks you through. So I didn't, I didn't have a lot of understanding. So I feel like I was getting a sort of an education as I was getting the work done. And and just your your presence and so compassionate and uh, your sensitivity as well. Um, and I think. I get the sense of those things that happen in childhood, um, those insecurities and stuff. I think those are really important for healers because they can tune in to other people's, you know, they're sensitive to, to that stuff. And I felt that when we were doing the work uh, together, you know, and I, I had like some, like, I think some breakthroughs, you know, doing the work with you, I was like, <laughs> out in nature and uh just you know feeling let's just say i was i was taking a bunch of leaps into the unknown and uh <laughs> and, and you know and and also feeling the um just the the energy shifts in the body and helping with my sleep and 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 um yeah just sort of opening my heart space and it, it was really helpful and uh, Eleanor is also working with my my mom as well. She's done a, a few sessions. So anyone that comes to me or that I think uh, need it, I, I, you know, I have you in mind. Uh, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, how did you um, how did you get into uh, talk to us a little bit about the specific healing work uh, that you do with the tuning forks or whatever the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, it's hard for me when people ask me exactly what I do, because I do, I just love so many things. And I, I would like to use all the tools that I learned for myself to, you know, to help other people. But the, the, the tuning forks is my latest passion. And I think it, it just takes together everything, really, because it's, it's it's fascinating it's magnificent so basically um <clears throat> i'm using these forks uh there are many different forks so basically there are forks that make vibrations and they have a different frequency and they will some of that resonates with um the electromagnetic um pulsation of the earth that's why they are so powerful and that's why our body really really loves them and some of them, they make a sound like this and vibration. And that's also basically what they do. They tune us. So um, to step back a little bit, we, because basically, I, I think this is what easiest thing. Can you see it? To yeah. show some people that don't know, basically, this is us, right? Let's say this is our body in the middle. And um, has we have all our chakra energy point in the middle line of our body the spinning wheels, right, that we have. We also have an energy field around us. And this is kind of 
you know, is a visual of what it is. Mm -hmm. All around us, we have this. And basically, this is constant energy, constant light, because that's what we're made of, right? We are batteries. We, we, are, we have all these systems in ourselves. So we have a nervous system, we have a digestive system, but we also have this electrical system, but we never, never learn about, okay? It's kind of a new things, although, you know, it's not very new, but let's say the scientists now, they are very much starting to approach this, especially neuroscientists like, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, Bruce mm -hmm. Lee, they're all, um, they're all now talking about this field, this magnetic field around us. And the thing with this, that's why it's so important, because he extends basically six feet around us, which I think is about one meter and 88 in centimeters. Mm -hmm. And this is like a, an archive of all our lives and our traumas, our emotions, all the things that have happened in our life, and we haven't actually processed we haven't actually dealt with in a way. So they kept stuck inside of us. And an interesting is that, especially on the outer edges of our field, we have energies that belongs to our parents, grandparents, ancestors, and we, we carry them with us at a certain point. Some people more, some people less, but we all do. So basically, these energies get stuck, right? Gets frozen. That's mm. what happens. Like when we experience traumas, when we experience issues, physical, emotion, emotional, any sort of things. And so that means that we don't have to have optimal health to be in homeostasis. That's what it's called, right? We need, it means that we have optimal health and it means that we have um, energy flowing all over our body. That all these energy points are free and there is balance, there is coherence right in our body. And everything that you see here, it will be beautifully, you know, flowing. But you know, most of us they have issues and so there will be stuck energy in all this part. And that's where, you know, with time especially, it happens that it piles up on top of each other. There will be more and more blockages and that with time, it transforms in physical illness, emotional, you know, issues, and, and so on and so on. That's basically trapped, frozen energy in our body that needs to unleash, you know, and, and go. And uh, that's what I do, basically. And these folks are amazing because they speak to, to me. And I saw this the first time in Bali. I had no idea what it was. But I... I, it called me. I knew I have to touch it. I knew I have to approach the lady. And I'm a very reserved person. You know, I don't go and ask people questions and, you know, say, oh, mm -hmm. what is that? I'm not like that. But I had to go and ask this lady, what are these and what you do with them? Because mm -hmm. it was like a magnet calling me. And she said to me, to be honest with you, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who I met in Bali left and they didn't have, uh, you know, because they're quite heavy. They didn't have the, 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 the facility to take them. And, and she gave it to me. She gifted it to me. But she said, I don't know what to do with it. And I was just like, I want them. I want them. You know, I really do. Because I just felt like, you know, and I start playing with it and the sound, <laughs> the vibration, it resonated inside of me immediately. And um, 
And so basically, yeah, the forks, basically when you hit them to, I hit them to these, um, cool, is it called hockey puck? Uh, yeah, looks like it, yeah. I hit it here, and basically, I I I <clears throat> hold it in the body and in the fields. Sorry, I start with the fields. So I start on the edges, and basically, with the sound and the vibration, they will inform me when they hit these spots of frozen energy or blockage. Mm -hmm. And while I know that is two things, well, more than two, but mainly I feel it from the sound. The sound changes. Yeah. The sound kind of speaks to me. And and also I feel it in me. Um, I will feel sensation. I will feel emotions. I will feel I don't know. For example, I could feel pain, sadness, or I sometimes I have pictures in my head of I don't know a child or a mother or something. You know, it's like I am listening. I am listening. I don't know to what. <laughs> to yeah. what. I'm listening to the energy that is kind of, and I naturally, I'm just a messenger. I'm not doing anything. I'm just kind of guiding what the fork is telling me to do, which is either stay on that point until I feel, you know, because the fork can get really heavy as well. Like sometimes it can pull me down hmm. a lot. <clears throat> and so until I feel that the sound is coherent and is not distorted anymore, and until I feel like inside of me everything is good, I just say in that, and you will hear it. You you had session with me, so you heard it yourself. Yeah. Like the sound changes so much according to where where it hits, you know. And it's so fascinating. I mean, this is like this is what it is. And also, you know, um, we we being electric, it means that we are like a battery, right? We have a bat. We have, we are this battery, and we need to, you know fully charged in order to then give you know the power to everything in our body that needs to function through the day you know our organs and brains and everything but if we are actually not tuned and low tuned already if we have a low voltage to speak in terms of electricity mm -hmm. then we don't have the power to give to the body and that's how we we really function always in a low battery and we feel tired that's why we feel moody that's why we have pain coming and that's why sometimes you cannot sleep and and also that means that if we have a low voltage it means that we have a low ph in our system hmm. low ph in our system means that there is no balance there is no homeostasis inside of us and means that you know we are acidic inside and we are open to disease we are open to illness and uh, also you know the way that our cell our cell renew all the time right our cell some of the cell in our body are pretty young you know and um, because they constantly renew but if we don't have that full power there is much much energy for this cell to, to renew and that's why we age a lot we don't have energy and we we, we get the disease and things yeah. like that so um, I, I found this is incredibly fascinating for me, and to see how it really works is is also mind blowing, and um, and I love it. You know, I feel that I I can treat people. That's what I I felt when I was healing from cancer. I don't want to die because I want to help people. Because, like you said, I think. 
many people have have a very difficult life um, but if you use all this that you learn as you you can then be compassionate and, and i really what i feel is like when i work with somebody when i'm with somebody i feel like i connect to that person because I experience their pain, I experience what they're going through, I experience the illness in me. And I know, first of all, I know how it feels. Mm. And second, I know that it's possible to heal against everything, against all the doctor that they told me that I wasn't going to make it. They told me that I wasn't even going, you know, to wake up from, from a short coma that I had. They already told my family I wasn't going to make the next day, things like that. And I know that there isn't such a thing, you know. Obviously, the first thing is is intention, but I feel so passionate about it, and I know is I am the proof that it's possible. So I want to help people. That's the, the most beautiful thing for me. I mean, I have nothing as beautiful as when I finish a session with somebody, that especially I know is in greater pain or discomfort, and they tell me. I'm feeling better already. You know, I can move my foot that I wasn't able to move it for a long time or things like that. And I don't know. I just I just feel that that's what life is about for me. That's what purpose of life is for me. I, I, it's the most beautiful feeling. So I'm really passionate about this. And I just want to spread it everywhere because it's so easy, it's so simple, it's so pain-free, and we can do it everywhere in the world you are. You don't need to be here. And this is something else that for me at the beginning, it was a little bit strange, right? I'm like, how does it work? Because basically what I do to connect that person, I, I project the hologram, I vision it where I am, and I work on the hologram. Okay. I'm working towards the computer, but I'm working towards the hologram of that person. So I'll be working straight on that person's field. And it doesn't matter where you are, you know, we are all connected. Mm-hmm. We're all electric, connected, and we're all light. So, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can talk about this for days and days, so you have to stop me, really. Uh, Ron, any... Uh... Yeah, so Eginora, um, sometimes can you see, if we're in this vortex of energy around us, are you able to see some of these, these energies, fields? Well, this happens to me more and more. Um, and again, going back to what Adi was asking me before, I still have that, you know, sometimes. I'm not really starting to see lights or... I remember once uh, I was um, I was in a park and I felt like putting my back on a tree and feeling the tree and I was looking ahead inside of me and I started to f- see like these lights like you know going like like this and they were like all in front of me and it was luminous and it was like and then I started to feel to see instead of people coming by I would see the light of them and then. I immediately blocked it because I was like, well, mm. who do I think I am to see this? You know, it's like, <laughs> but, but naturally now I, I feel like, and I can see that there is something coming out of me as well because I notice now, especially when I'm on the street, when I'm walking on the street, I have many people 
walking and they stop and they look at me like they feel something they see something and they smile and trust me i don't know about new york but this in london is is not frequent but here every day is happening more and more or i i totally feel that i'm i am I don't know, for example, the other day I was in a coffee shop and I was sitting by the window and I was reading my book, but then I looked outside and there was this man walking and he was really doing something, but he kind of stopped where I was and he was outside and he turned around and he looked at me and he looked at me with with interest, like there was something obviously energetically, I, I don't know. So I feel like I am more open, something opened up in me and mm-hmm. I feel in my hands, discharge all the time in fact what i do i always call to all the crystals because i work a lot with crystals because they have naturally you know the the frequency of the herd and mm-hmm. so healing and i do lots of my work using crystals and when i hold these crystals after a minute i hold them they're like fire they are mm-hmm. boiling. so obviously i there is something that are more and more, let's say, uh, opening up to, and yeah. I around me, and I will see. I see. I feel also. Um, I don't know how to describe this, but when I sit down and I just close my eyes and I connect to all that there is around me, I hear the pulsation of the earth. I just don't know how to, it's like, mm-hmm. and I hear this vibration. So it's like before I was oblivious to all this, you know, and your senses open up, I think, because mm-hmm. in outside, um, the way I see, I don't know, plants and the way I feel the wind, you know, is is touching me. There is a message in everything. But before I was just like, you know, no, yeah. not this. Mm-hmm. And animals feels that too because lately, oh, yeah. four cats they are, <laughs> and some of them they really want to come in. You know, <laughs> there, and I feel like, oh my god, <laughs> like that, four different ones, things like that. But I, definitely, there is something happening, and. I'm exploding it still, and it's fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> yes. but yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. I, I forgot to say this at the beginning, that if we have time and you guys want to, I would like to do a little a little surprise today. And it's something that I've never done before. And like to, to jump, you know, in the unknown, I can sure. put myself in danger now because it might not work and people would go like oh but i don't care i want to do it i never done it before and yeah. i thought a very nice thing to do and so it's basically uh it will take about five to ten minutes so if you want okay. to do you know and yeah uh, just, yeah we'll yeah we'll, we'll do it yeah preparation just, just tell me any time that you want okay great yeah i think that'll be fun and yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. we have a comment from uh facebook uh, Lydia says, uh, my sessions with you were great and quite helpful. Your work is done in such a loving and compassionate manner. And, and, uh, and yeah, oh, thank you. something connection with you, a manner and I connect it. Uh, okay. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. To the people I work with, I, I, I totally feel connection. Yeah, I connected to you. Okay. So, yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, uh, Ron, before we get into the... Uh, Anybody in the 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 Zoom chat? Do you have any questions? Please feel free to leave them uh, in in the chat. Um, so be, before we get to the healing, I think we'll we'll do the healing in a little while. But I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, the the energy work. Um, and uh, yeah, it's hmm. Is it is it so what I've what I found uh, for me with the the work is, and you tell me if this is correct or or not or you know I don't know if there's a correct or incorrect but that sometimes the the benefits from it um, happen like you you do the work and when it's done it's still working within you and and so that's one question the other question is who is it that's doing the work what is it that is that is doing the work because sometimes i i think of you as like a, a sort of a channel but i don't want to put you know words you know you you talk a little bit more about that okay okay well no, no great question and 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 definitely it's good that you asked because um i say this every session i have with people we're all very different so we all react to things differently we all have our own way to process and our body is different and emotions are different our systems are different so this work is um is very different in terms of um and, and, and it's evolving, right? So it's not that we finish the session and you might feel energy moving in the session. You might feel the pain is easing up. You might feel a release. You might feel emotional. But that doesn't end there because basically what we're doing, the more we do it, the more we unlayer and peel off. It's like think of something that has got layers and layers and layers of things on top. Mm -hmm. So... This energy is constantly working. So what I'm doing is, it's like I am brushing, you know, I am brushing your field, I'm brushing your system, and, and slowly starting to, to you know, untune and starting to unblock everything. So this energy that we are unblocking now is, is going again. So slowly is starting to make its way wherever it needs to go, you know, and yeah. that's takes it might take for some people it takes a few days that's why ideally is always best to ideally we do one session a week but mm -hmm. at least we have to wait three four days between one session and another because the work the energy keeps moving the body will receive in a different way or um you know it's like when you're doing a detox you mm -hmm. need to body a time to understand what's happening process it and then it's kind of it starts to come out of your system and okay. that's why sometimes that's exactly the same principle that we kind of i call it extinction burst which means that you've got to feel it to heal it you know mm -hmm. it can be a 
pleasant because something that has been stuck inside of us or has been hurting a lot sometimes to come out of your system you might feel it. or sometimes it will think it will try to go somewhere else so i can give you an example i've been working with somebody that um um he was in a abusive relationship and um and and so while i was um working on her field i started to feel this energy and i knew it wasn't hers i knew it was the partner energy and it was so strong and so persistent so it mm. didn't want to leave her body left the body and i started to feel it in me because as i get connected to people and what i could feel that was that it was it was trying to find a home somewhere in my body. So it would start traveling, go somewhere, you know, first my lower body, and then my stomach, then my head. And I really have to work with my breath and the thing a lot to, to kind of help it to to leave. So sometimes it, it, it takes a while. It really depends. And to, to answer your other question, who, what it is, it's simply energy. It's simply light and energy, and we all have it inside of us, and we all have it outside of us. And so, I think it's <clears throat> it's not me doing it. I think yeah. I am a messenger. So I I kind of guided to 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 pick up like you know like a magnet to pick up this energy that I feel mm -hmm. and. Like like a sonar, right? Like pick it also from the body, like a sonar. You know when you're like, you you listen to a radio and it starts to go like, and you're trying to adjust it to find it. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find the right thing where I can actually work and move move the energy, move the blockage. So there is this something that is frozen inside of us. It will kind of unleash, mm. and then it will just go back into balance, into flow. And um, and yes, and, and something I think interesting is, is about this work that is not in line with, mm, I don't want to say most, but let's say some of the <clears throat> spiritual teachers or people out there, I'm sure you heard this a lot. They're talking about, uh, you know, um, high vibration you know um um rise in your vibrations rising your vibration that's what they say okay but what i learned in this work is that we want to do that because we want to it's like it's something ascending right mm -hmm. rising your vibration so you want to go above with your head and leave kind of the body because you don't want to feel the pain, you don't want to feel uh, emotions, you don't want to feel whatever it is that is physically here. And I think so that's one is kind of leaving the body, mm -hmm. but uh, it's just going up and out. But instead, I think we should raise our voltage, right? Because mm -hmm. that means that we are actually staying grounded, stay right where we are because the other vibration, raising vibration, it can easily lead to spiritual bypassing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. We avoid it. We're trying to avoid. We don't want to feel the pain. We want to feel, uh, you know. Yeah. But, but we are in this physical body. And I yeah. think we have full battery and we need to be grounded and so raise our voltage. And so when we are in this high vibrational coming from a grounded position in our body, 
we can then deal with the issues that we have to deal with. We can deal that making the world a better place, you know, cleaning mm. up neighborhood garbage and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we are total bypassing because we are not avoiding. We are actually fully here and now present and, and doing this. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point because when 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 doing that work when staying here and one thing you had told me is is whatever comes up uh i think you just just embrace it um yeah embrace it uh without judgment or something like that uh, you know but it was something that was very helpful because what we can tend to do is some some pain comes up something comes up and we're so quick to label it and put it into a box, one, like one of these little <laughs> boxes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but yeah. doing doing this type of work of, of being here uh, with it, and, you know, the work that, that you do is, so to be present with it without the judgment, then you're here with it, you experience it in a whole new different way, not as an enemy or something that you have to get away from or it needs to be fixed you know the time and da, 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 you know yeah this this is actually you know psychologists they call it dissociation yeah you know, and shamans you know how shamans call this soul loss i don't know if you've mm. heard no like you're losing yeah. your losing your soul right? yeah wow i find it very very interesting i really yeah. Yeah, I love that word. Yeah, (laughs) that's great because you know, um, when you were talking about your your childhood and and sort of um, repressing some of that that intuition, and now feels like you've come like full circle and are experiencing, and the soul is is alive and and expressing and 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 i think in in my opinion um that's what we need more of that in the world you know that that connection with the the soul because then it seems like and you experience with your art as well and with your your healing uh the creativity flows easier and and the creativity we see all around you know in the world in in which keeps us going keeps the world going the mycelium the the trees the you know everything is in its uh natural way so it it feels like what you have what you're doing now is connected to your natural way which is helping others to to heal you know and and healing yourself as well which is really beautiful uh so uh ron do you have any questions before we get into the uh the healing yeah um eleonora you do that um eleonora runs a full moon meditation once a month eleonora can you explain because when you do it you get us all aligned uh, with each other how does the tuning forks work uh, in that? Basically, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, the group, the group, the group is very different from a single uh, session, and um, 
what happens basically i <clears throat> i project every single person in the group in the hologram that i have right and um and then i do the same thing but I need to listen a lot because obviously it, there is lo well few people together. So basically how I do this is I have to listen for a while to see what it comes up. And normally <clears throat> it will take a while. It depends on the group because you see people will feel different things. You, you will pick up some tension. You will keep somebody so tired. Some people might be in pain. So sometimes you pick up uh, all these things together. And I have to... With my breath, I use my breath a lot and I have to bring the energy of the group in alignment. So I feel like I have everybody together and I don't know how to explain to you because I I I am a feeler, right? I'm I am I know you know there's some people they really have visions of things and they will but I feel, I feel, and everything I do in my session, I feel. So there will be a moment when I feel there is a click, like I, I, like I hold everybody energy here. And that's the time when I can go and start and I will feel. So as you notice, as you know, because we do these meditations together, it's not just me doing it, it's me and you, but I will know in that moment what I should work on, what is the most useful thing for the group energy. So, for example, one session I will, I will, I will feel that, okay, let's work on love, let's work on opening the heart. So I'll work on everybody's heart chakra. Another time, probably, uh, there was, um, I remember, we, we, I really felt like I need to work on the, on the root chakra because there was so much um, pulling for me to go on that and uh, it's something that is I can't now for example because I'm not in it describe but when I'm in the moment it's like I'm guided and I think that's the, the easiest way I can describe it and, and I listen but then I have to really strip off my mind from oh, am I listening right is it good enough are the people gonna understand yeah. are the people all that it needs to go and uh, otherwise is, is, there is no point and I, and, I, and, and I know that if I start to do that the moment I start to do that yeah. I disconnect I disconnect from everybody and I also know that also people don't feel me because you see um, our energy is so powerful that when we are in connection, for example, us, even though, you know, we are not physically here, I don't even need to speak or even though I speak, but I'm not connected with you or I'm not speaking from a genuine part, you will know it. And it doesn't matter what I say. I can say the most amazing things, the most academical things in the world and using all these words and, but you will know that it's not truly coming from my soul, right? And, um, and so basically, they have done lots of studies about um, the energy we carry in our tones and our and our physical presence. So, and it's only twenty percent of what we actually say of the words we say that the other person receive it. And that's you know, it's been been kind of in a in many research is is been actually uh, proved. You know, so. Mainly is how I transmit to you 
with my energy. Obviously, my words are important because you're listening to them. But if you don't have that connection, if you don't feel this truly coming from me, you know, you know, it must have happened to you when you listen to somebody in a conference or somewhere else and you've been listening to that person for God knows how long, but you haven't really heard what they said or nothing stays in you or what they say because it didn't, your soul didn't receive it. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ade, we talked about this a lot and Eleonora about, um, you just spoke about the power of a group and what can be accomplished um, when people are working together. And you're doing this in, in that sure healing and healing terms, that you're getting a group of people who are aligned together. And I think that the possibilities of when we're all aligned and we're all going, um, you know, in a place where it's compassion and empathy that is leading us, what the possibilities are then. Yes. Yes, Could you I, kind of um, speak, what would happen, I, I'm thinking of that, if you had these tuning forks and there was a few of you in the room and oh. you had <laughs> this, uh, a large group of people, the possibilities of what could happen, what do you think? I would love to do it more than thinking of what it would be, <laughs> you know, because I think now... I want action more than words. In my life, I had always so many words and, and, and studying and, and reading and listening. And now it's like, no, no, let's do it. So I would say, mm. I don't know, I want to do it. I think it will be incredibly powerful. And the reason why I say this with 100% confidence is because one of the most profound healing experience I had personally was when I went to Dr. Joe Dispenza um, advanced workshop, there were 1,400 people all together, and he does this coherence healing. And everybody is actually, there are some people who are healers and some people who are healers. But when you have healing, all these people energy, so you'll be in the middle and you will have a round of people around you, a group of people around you, sorry, all healing you, you know, projecting their energy towards you. And they're not even doing with anything. So can you imagine doing with the forks? I don't know. And that was, for me, experiencing that, the most, the strongest, the strongest experience I had in a healing experience on, on me because I felt all these people energy. And like you're right, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible what it could happen I don't know, but I think let's do it because definitely something happened because uh, he's now doing this in um, for children sick in hospitals, this remote coherence healing, and apparently they are really, really having a big success. You know, they, they're having amazing results. That's the power of people together. And you spoke about, which I thought was really interesting, um, mm. that to do this, you become grounded to the earth. And I remember you spoke to me about, is it grounding of walking barefoot on the earth? Yes, yes. Yeah, can you tell us about that then? As well, oh, okay, well, 
that's basically the, the 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 ideal things. And I think other, if you remember, I told you this as well. After, for example, even the session that I do, to make sure that the 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 work is actually staying in you and you're fully receiving ideally we should go out out in in the grass or you know in the ground with a bare feet because that's the time when we are basically <clears throat> let's say we we were at this with this battery, right? With this battery just being fully charged that is giving, you know, all this electricity everywhere. And the moment we put our ground, our feet, excuse me, on the ground, it's like mother hurt is immediately um, in connection with us. It's like we have keep sucking, like our feet will become roots that goes down and, it will suck all this energy and it will give us full power full power because we will be in our natural state our natural state when we take away all this stuff right that we have in this physical body and this um in our minds that's our normal states and we know none of us in well maybe very few people are able to fully live that and fully absorb from nature and feel from nature because we are self-healing you know if we could live like you know the the ancient tribes or the ancestors will live you're just constantly healing because you're constantly connecting to the nature you know, they were bare feet. They didn't have any shoes. They didn't have any clothes. They didn't have all this stuff. And they were simply naked. And they didn't have all these layers of stuff. And always connected, always grounded, always. And that, if you will be able to do that, you don't need the forks. You don't need the tuning forks because you're constantly Healing, you're constantly at your optimal state where we are. We have lost. We are lost all that, you know, and um, and everything could be so simple, but we just make it so hard. So it's it's going back, you know, and it's about delaying, de de taking things off. So something like bare feet on the ground, and I notice myself. Even though when I do my session, I need to be bare feet because if I wear shoes, it's not the same as my, the, you know, feeling the connection to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I took that suggestion. Mm. Um, I think two of the times until it snowed here, <laughs> it was pretty. The times I did it, it was pretty. Uh, one time it was, it had just rained pretty cold it was uh it was in uh i think it was in december um but i still did it it wasn't too bad you know i still felt i still felt uh there's something about having your feet on the earth on the dirt and you, you just i don't know what it is it's you know it just feels so natural and it's a natural state right yeah, yeah connecting to to something that otherwise we we with everything else that we have we are so disconnected and yeah it's another beautiful way you know to 
So it's an electrical conduct because obviously we are made of water, you know, and uh, that's why I always say to people that if they cannot do that, the grounding with their feet, their feet on the grass or the dirt, to have possibly a bath with some salt because we are made of water mainly and water is, is, is helping all this electricity to move, you know. So it's also very, very important to... To connect with water as well, to be in water. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone is, is and Ron, unless you have uh, any other questions. Yeah, just one last one. as Because it continues on from the water, Eleonora, you've spoken to me so much about the ocean yeah. and uh, walking on the beach and being connected to the water. Could you just go into that, um, slide, um, please? Well, I, I, I tell you how I feel, and that's why I'm suffering now being in a city, um, because I feel <clears throat> the natural state for me is when I am by the water, when I am my feet on the sand and the water, because that's the moment when I feel I'm truly connected to something bigger, but at the same time, that is, is, is bigger, but is, is in me. And it's like there is no separation in that time. And all I feel is I have my feet in the water and I starting to feel this tingling coming from the ground and the water moves me. And inside of me, I feel like the cells are starting to move and like a dance and refresh and renew and I suck it. Basically, what I do with my intention, right? I take it because I know it's there and I use it, you know? And the visualization is everything. The intention is everything, you know? We're going to do something with water. It's so interesting that you're mentioning this because... What I want to do today is um, to work with water, the water that we drink, and I want to change the, the taste of the water. I want to bless the water, and I want to change the structure of the water. So I want to, to do this with you, and when we drink this water, it will be healing for us. Okay, great. Well, everybody should get like a glass or a bottle of water and uh, to have it ready. But just get uh -huh. water, no coffee, no juice. <laughs> yeah, that's water. <laughs> yeah. I've got a water here. Well, let's give people if they want to join and uh, yeah, tr trace the water. Taste the water now because then we're going to taste it afterwards. Everyone, if you take a minute to get your water ready. Now and just spend a, a few seconds like observing, inquiring about, you know, how, how does it feel, how does it taste. And then keep the water in your hands. Don't keep it um, on the yeah, on the table, but just hold it with your hands. I will not hold it with my hands because I'm going to use the forks, but you guys hold it. And uh, 
<laughs> so I'm gonna, yeah, this is so much fun. I'm not sure exactly what I'm gonna do, but I just really felt like I wanted to do this. And it might, again, you know, this is beautiful because the intuition was right because then Ram, we spoke about water, the question about water, and we perfectly led to this moment organically, you know, like playing just like you guys. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we give everyone another 30 seconds, a minute or so, just to 30 seconds to get their water ready? You won't take long. So I'm just going to position myself and I might use different forks. So <clears throat> I'm just going to go, because um, I'm not holding my water, so I'm just going to be like this. So I'm facing my own water. And uh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> And, and is is there uh, one question? Is there anything? I'm sorry. Oh, is yeah. there anything that? Um, how should when when you're doing work with people and and like doing this today uh, with, with us as a group? Is there anything we need to be doing? No, you just need to. Well, I will guide you uh, with this, but now I will be really concentrating on the water. But basically, all you have to do is receive. Okay. Relax. I will guide you to to this anyway and uh, just breathe relax and be open to receive and and give and that's all really yeah okay. and Laura, is it all those watching all those who are with us right now who are experiencing this show right now this will work also for, thank you for that, even people who will watch the recording because everything is right here, right now, mm -hmm. okay? So even though the recording will be later on in YouTube and people will not watch this live, it will be exactly the same. There is no time, there is no space, there is no past, there is no future. Everything is here right now, okay? So everything in this world is working in this right moment. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. I wanted to say that as well. Yeah. So, shall we start? Will you guys think yeah. everybody on water? <laughs> okay, beautiful. So, make sure you're sitting in, in a comfortable position. And then just close your eyes. Close your eyes for a minute. Just tune inside of you and... Um, and just be curious, curious to see how you feel, what you notice, what is coming up. And just think of uh, an ocean, think of the waves. Just naturally let them pass through. Do not try to do anything with this, just Think of waves. Waves cannot be stopped. So is how we feel right now, our emotion. We shouldn't deny or suppress them, but just let them pass through like waves in the ocean. Okay, I feel, um, again, I feel there is lots coming up, lots of different things from different people, <laughs> some tension, some different emotions some people are <coughs> not sure about this <laughs> which is okay just keep breathing keep breathing and 
observe and listen and start to tune in to the water inside of you. Just visualize, connect to all the water that we are, we have inside our body. And now start to connect also to all the water around us in the world. All that beautiful water in the springs that is so pure, so clean. And that's what we're doing today. We will purify the water within us first. By simply holding pure thoughts and pure feelings. It's so simple, simple like that. So keep breathing very gently, very slowly, very deeply. And keep the water in your hands. Okay, I'm being changing the, the fork. I don't feel like I need to go deeper. Okay. So blessing the water means really charging water and changing the structure of the water, purifying it, taking back to this natural state of being so charged up because we are what we are doing. We are let we are adding electromagnetic charge to the water, so it has more light and more life into it. So just connect to that, connect to that water in you, and all the water in the world. Connect to the soul of every water, and now visualize that spirit of the water. Visualize a beautiful spring by the mountain with this fantastic water coming so fresh and delicious and pure. It's so healthy and it's also electric. So imagine all this beautiful water, the spirit of this water that is on top of your head just above your head, above the crown of your head. <clears throat> and see it there, it's dancing, it's moving. So invite now that pure, clean, bright, alive water to come through to your body, from your head. And slowly imagine this water descending with this beautiful light all down your body. So imagine this water entering from your forehead, going all over, all over your body. So on your eyes, nose, cheeks, mouth. It's so refreshing, it's so bright and alive. This is purifying and lighting it up all your body and all the water molecules of your systems are regenerating, renewing 
refreshing. That your body is loving this. And just see all that happening. Just feel this water going down your shoulders, down your arms, your hands, your chest, traveling down, down your legs, all the way down to your feet. Just feel how wonderful and you're like uh, glowing in the dark, illuminated now. So just, just see how you feel. Just see how you feel. And send all this beautiful sensation to the water that you're holding now from your body. Send it through your hands to the water you're holding. Just simply as that. And also while you're doing that, send some gratitude and some love. And this is activating your water simply with your hands, with your intention. You are doing this. And it's so simple. You're activating your water. Remember, we are like antennas and we are constantly influencing and informing with our energy anything around us, everything that we touch, everything that we get in touch with. And this everything, absolutely everything that we are holding or touching or sitting on, and remember to, when you do, remember this in your everyday action. Remember how you're influencing the vibe of everything. And send love and gratitude to, to your food in the day, to your drinks, to the precious things in your life, the people. It's all about energy. Think when you're going to a restaurant and you're enjoying this food and it makes you so happy and somehow you really enjoy it and you have that feeling of satisfaction and joy. It's also the, the chef energy is coming through that food to you because you prepared it with love and gratitude. Okay, just keep with that feeling. Keep breathing for another second or so and just pass through your water all this beautiful energy from inside of you. Bless it with gratitude and love. Yes, and now when you feel that you're ready, you can open your eyes and we can see. Taste your water and if you want to share, has it changed, has it not changed? How does it taste? How do you feel? So have a zip. Mm. Mm, mine tastes quite sweet actually.
if anybody who's tried can um, write oh, here, in. Yeah, here's a message. Um, okay. Oh, okay. No, never mind. That wasn't a question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there wasn't a question. Um, but uh, yes, this this was um, from uh, Nina. Nina in Bali. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nina. Nina had to had to leave. Quite um, late. Yeah. So she. Uh, oh, Nina! Thank you. Although thank you, got... you, thank you for joining. And uh, yeah. So she says she'll watch the recording um, if it's available tomorrow, which it should be. Yeah. So the the water. It. Um, so I was trying oh. to re re remember trying to remember the um how it tasted before which was hard to remember but <laughs> what i taste now is just a kind of i don't know just felt felt like a aliveness um uh energizing there's a, a like a smoothness very clear that's just wonderful yeah. yeah it's about the sensation more than the taste right yeah so you, yeah and we can do this with the food that we eat you know i do this to be honest with you i don't buy anything organic first of all i don't believe there is anything as such such a thing as organic yeah and then it's so expensive that it's really ridiculous so i when I wash my food, I change it. I take everything away with the with with the image of my hand, you know, intention, and I just I just do that with everything that I eat. Yeah. Oh, we got some more comments. Okay, so we have on Facebook from Lydia. My water tastes a bit sweeter and better. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and we have here on Zoom. Um, okay, we have Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, a different change. It, uh, it was uh, Volvic, lemon, and lime. Now my water is normal, no flavor. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we have, uh, oh, I'm going to mess up these. this name. Uh, uh, Sioban? S-O-S-I. Huh? Siobhan. How do you say it? Siobhan. Siobhan, Siobhan or Vaughn? Or is it pronounced as a V? Siobhan. With V, Siobhan. Siobhan. Okay, Siobhan. Oh, that's a beautiful name. Oddly, I got a sense of the ocean. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, James, or James, or is it Jamie? J-A-M-E, James Ashton. Ah, uh, James. Is that Jane Ashton? Yeah, but it's Jane, or maybe it's Jane, but it's okay. Jane. Um, you're right, uh, the, yeah. but it's Jane. Yeah. Jane. Okay, the water is much pure, less metallic. Oh, Great. Yeah. Wow. Much pure, less metallic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jane <laughs> said sorry, misspelled the name. Okay, that's okay. Okay. Uh, oh, that's great. Thanks everyone for for. Um, you know, sharing the uh, the experience and the Thank feedback. You. Yeah. You know what's amazing as well is that 
when we're all we're all together doing this. And I think something really amazing happens when we're as a group just focused on this. And that was an extraordinary feeling in itself. Yeah. That there's a number of us here and we're having this meditation and it's really and Inu, can you tell us about the actual sound of the tuning forks? Because they seem to really kind of go through you. Yeah, I mean, the body lo- loves the sound, but, but you know, the sound, it, it changes. And sometimes I've been, for example, if you hit um, a spot that, let's say, somebody was really unwell or it's got lots of resentment of anger, the sound would really sound... You know, it's not all wow, beautiful and, and, you know, it really changes. So it reflects what it finds in our field. That's, that's mm. what it is. And um, so what I do, I keep, I keep going and knowing and knowing until I feel that the sound go back into harmony, yeah. go back, you know, the nice, ah. And that's how it informs me that now is is you know, is tuned again, let's say, talking mm. about sound uh, talking. But obviously, you know, there is also what it does to the brainwave because, you know, sound. this is also sound therapy and it relaxes our brainwave, it's, it's slow and it slows them down. So naturally, it makes our whole body relax, our nervous system relax. So that's the beauty of the sound as well. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I... We need that to uh, yeah. counter all the other, all the garbage that we're, is thrown at us all day, you know, from the news, from social media, from just our environment, you know, which, which kind of uh, just revs up the nervous system and, and gets us on heightened alert and survival mode all the time and, you know, uh, Oh, conflict yeah. and everything else so having the uh the sound healing uh, aspect of it as well just soothing i noticed that about about the sessions as well yes absolutely absolutely so we have beatrice do you know Be- beatrice is but well, is she brought in italian or old english because patrice uh, is there but she only speaks italian Okay, no, 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 she's watching. She's on Facebook. So, yeah. <laughs> That's your sister? Yes, one of my sisters. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, so we're, I think, uh, probably should wrap it up. We're almost at the two hour mark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anything, anything that we didn't ask or anything that you felt you, you wanted to share uh, before we, we begin to? To close um, I, I really can't think of anything right now but I would like to say if people uh, have any questions or uh, you know after this there they have any questions or something comes to their mind I'm very happy to for, for them to write to me to contact me I'm very happy to speak to anybody they want to know more about this or they want to try or they have just questions or yeah. uh, they want to know more and I'm very, very happy to share this because this is my passion and I would like everybody to experience and to understand it. So, yeah, feel free to contact me. Absolutely. And, and what's the best way for people to contact you? Uh, 
Uh, well, I have on Facebook, which is Eleonora Quinti, my name and surname, or I have Instagram, but it's Holistic El Evolution. Um, email is also a good way, which is my name and surname, Eleonora Quinti at yahoo.co.uk. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, so if you could send me those uh, links, um, yeah. the, then I'll, I'll post them in the description of this video and I'll put them in the YouTube and, you know, as well. It would be a pleasure too. Okay. So thank you everyone for uh, joining us today. And uh, Eleonora, thank you so, so, so much for today and for obviously, you know, sessions you've done with, with me as well. Really appreciate the work that you, that you do. Um, very grateful and uh also the new yeah. coffee diaries t-shirts they will be on sale soon um so they're, they're you got to get them while they're in stock because they're going to go really really quickly <laughs> yeah so uh, get them uh while you, where you can the new uh coffee diaries uh t-shirt yeah. and eleonora ade um i think this show, like always, encompasses we're still learning. So much came out, so much information. Um, learned so much. So thank you very much, Eleonora. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, how will they get in contact with you, Eleonora, about the moon meditations? Yes, I, 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 as I said to Ade, they can contact me on Facebook or Instagram or email and I will send them the details. And uh, yeah, the full moon that we do is, is every month, every full moon. And I do the, you know, the uh, group session and um, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. So they can ask me about that. They can inquire about that. Next one will be on the 16th this month. Okay. Yeah, they. I I joined for one of them. Why I watched the recording, and oh, yeah, oh, yeah, found, yes. yeah, found out Ron speaks a little bit of Italian, which I was I was impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, this uh, this we usually do half Italian, half English as well, which is kind of a fun thing to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that part of it too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you for everybody here. People from all over the world today. Um, was it Bali, London, Prague. New York, Prague? Hmm. So, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Grand Rising. Thank you, Eleonora. Grand Rising, Brother Ade. Grand Rising. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.